Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Welcome Hello. to Where's My Flashlight, the podcast. I'm Heather. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Sophie. That's Sophie. Yeah, that's me. Hi. Hey. Hey. Um, we, this is a podcast where we watch episodes of Ghost Hunters and then talk about them and then talk about other stuff too, because we can do whatever we want. That's right, people. Lots of yeah. other stuff. Yeah. So, um, Sophie, is there anything before we dive into this season one, episode four that you yeah. want to, you want to share or discuss? Uh, well, I don't want to discuss it, but I do want to share it. Okay. Uh, so I injured my neck recently. And, uh, so I'm on muscle relaxers and painkillers. And so if I sound a little loopy in this episode, um, that's why, but you know, I'm having a good time. I don't notice any difference. <laughs> uh, okay. But, but yeah. I've known you a long time and I've seen you in a lot of different states of being. So true. You know, I just I, you're just Sophie. So that that's sorry that you hurt yourself though. It sucks. It it does suck, but yeah, hey, that it's it's gonna be all right. I will I will survive. You will. And yeah. as long as I know how to love. Sorry. No, I'll be alive. alive. Oh my God. When I was waiting and I was just sitting here with the, um, the microphone on, I was sitting here singing, we don't need another hero. <laughs> I don't know why it just like popped into my head. So I was just sitting here all alone in my room waiting for you to jump on. And I was singing Tina Turner. So that's my That life. is Tina. And that I'm is. not I'm not even on painkillers. So yeah, that's just okay. Heather. That's, that's just me in my natural state. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. That's real Heather. Yeah. She's she and I were cut from the same cloth, mm-hmm. you know, weirdos through and through. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad about it i'm totally here for it i'm okay with it good me too Mm -hmm. there's dogs barking yeah well hopefully uh we can hear some residual haunts from karen i think that she just knocked on the door i think she's (laughs) oh no i told her that we were recording i was like don't be loud she was like (laughs) she probably forgot see um, also, there has been a dove outside. Oh, do you hear that? She's coming, yeah, she's coming in. Um, there's been a it, it's a Eurasian collared dove. Which Jesus, is, I know. My God, who's slamming doors? We're recording in here. It was a uh, ghost. It was. Is William? Oh God, damn it, William. <laughs> um, Anyway, Eurasian collared doves, they're invasive. They're very pretty, but they're invasive. And so they kind of suck, but they make this like weird. And uh, like, is they, that how they sound? They kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, 
and then there's also a western scrub jay that is like yelling out there so if you hear weird noises it's either my mom or some bird out the window or dog or dogs who knows what you're going to hear in this neighborhood we could hear gunshots (laughs) no yes like all day and night i hear gunshots and um there could be people, there's some dude who rides around the neighborhood really fast, like on a four-wheeler. Rad. I mean, there's just no way of knowing what you're going to see in here in this neighborhood. So um, who knew there? My window's cracked right behind me. So you might get to enjoy it too, dear listeners. Uh, yeah. Um, who knew there would be rednecks or hillbillies, you know, it's a- in your area. In the cove, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're everywhere. Um, you know, they're everywhere. That's true. Uh, yeah. I don't think I have anything to share. I didn't injure myself. I do have a big bruise on my leg, where I got ran into by this like gigantic RC truck. <laughs> um, you, you have to provide more context for our listeners, please. Okay. So I was, I visited my nephew and he's an RC car enthusiast. And, um, how big, how big is it? Which one? The one that hit me? Yeah. It was, I mean, I don't know. Big. (laughs) It was was the biggest one that he has. Okay. But it was an accident. Okay. An accident. Okay. And he wasn't driving it. It was someone else. And it wasn't me either, but I did drive five of his RC cars and we started with the smallest one that he has and then worked up to the biggest one. And I took notes about each one, you know, all their specs, like what kind of motor they have and what kind of battery, like all the, all the stuff, you know, for science. Mm. And I talked about the experience I had of driving each one. Oh, okay. Because they're all different. Like they have different power. You know, they go, they maneuver differently, but I, I did some sweet backflips. Ooh. Um, I did a reverse wheelie, which I'm not sure how it happened, but it happened. Um, I, the biggest one was actually scary. Like every time it moved, I would scream, even though I was the one controlling its movement. <laughs> Like it was just <laughs> so loud and powerful. Yes. And it was like way too fast and it's like too much RC car for me, but I ran it into their neighbor's garage and did a sweet backflip off the garage door, which I didn't mean to do at all. It just like, and um, my nephew was like, you're natural. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're like, I'm so, just button mashing, but somehow I'm still kicking ass. Yeah. And I kept getting confused about, you know, left and right, forward and backward. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to stand here and scream my way through this, just like Game of Thrones. <sighs> anyway, it was a lot of fun. Playing in the dirt, the mud. But I did, well, the mud was the mud a pit. different day. And we only took one of the RC cars into the mud pit. Okay. So big one? There's my no, not the big one. Because you're not really supposed to take them into mud. Like they're not made, they have very delicate innards. Mm-hmm. So he had to take it apart 
my nephew had to take it apart and like wrap parts of it in duct tape so that the mud wouldn't ruin the fine machinery inside it Mm. Um, because they're not really well some of them are made for that kind of thing but not the ones that we were using Mm -hmm. but I was like because he went through all this trouble of you know he spent days working on this mud pit for me and I was like we can't get out of here without driving at least one RC car through this mud mm-hmm. and it went everywhere it was amazing I have video oh. of it so I'll send it to you. maybe we'll put that on our YouTube channel when we see that. <laughs> that's what people want to see they'll be like oh a paranormal podcast oh let's check out their YouTube oh there's RC car videos <laughs> <laughs> completely unrelated topic but what you came here to see you guys yeah we're gonna go on tangents sometimes all the time yeah sometimes all the time yeah every all every of the time mm. <laughs> um yeah so do you want do you want to jump into this episode yeah he's in yeah. episode four race we, rock lighthouse sure i mean we still didn't find out how you got your bruise oh oh my god yeah maybe i am on painkillers <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not. Um, Okay. So after I did my test drives of all five of the different RC cars, then my sister-in-law came out. Well, I think everybody was already out to like watch me, Mm -hmm. you know, scream in the cul-de-sac. Like neighbors came out to see what was happening because I was (laughs) literally just standing there screaming. And um, (laughs) they're like, she's dying. Oh my God, somebody help her. But they like brought their kids out to watch the cars. And I was like, oh my God, now there's more people for me to hit. (laughs) I didn't hit anybody. Thank God. But anyway, so my uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend, he started driving the big RC car, the biggest one. And um, I guess he just hit the, because there's like a little trigger that you pull towards you to go forward and then you push it backwards for it to go backwards like you push it away from you it's inverted yes and it's very confusing um but he just like I don't know exactly what happened but it like just sped right into my shins sounds painful it wasn't too painful. It was more like scary because that truck scares me in the first place. Yeah. It yeah. Was terrifying. I was like, I need, <laughs> like, I actually, after I finished driving it, I had to like sit down, <laughs> you know, like have a beer. I was like, I can't even right now. Like there was so much like adrenaline in my mm-hmm. body. I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't, I don't like having a lot of adrenaline. Uh-huh. Like there are people who really like it. Like that's what they thrive on is like, you know, adrenaline junkies. Like they have uh-huh. to, I don't like how adrenaline makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So I had to really sit and do some like breathing exercises, to like come down. Mm-hmm. From, Cause it was not like a fun chemical release. Like when you get a dopamine hit, you know, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. not a dopamine hit. It was like pure adrenaline terror. And cortisol, stress hormone. Yes. And so it was not, like, my heart rate was elevated. Mm. Freaked out. So I had to just, like, sit. 
Did somebody give you a paper bag? <laughs> no. Okay. That would be amazing though. I just start hyperventilating. Yeah. They and did give me a beer. So that was good. That was helpful. You know, that's a cure-all for mm-hmm. sure. Right. Yes. That's our advice. Drink. No. Um, responsibly. But, yes. Be a be responsible resp- person. Right. So that's how I got hit in the shins by an RC car. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that the whole time you're flipping out while you're running that thing so much that you got an audience, the neighborhood came Uh to watch you. And then, and then like, you're terrified the whole time and you're just sitting there and everything. And then your sister-in-law's boyfriend or ex-sister-in-law's boyfriend hits you with it and it doesn't bug you at all. I don't understand. Well, I mean, I screamed. But oh, was, you! I, oh, you did react. Yeah, and it like, I mean, it kind of hurt, but not really. I was like, I know that's going to leave a bruise, but you know that doesn't mean anything because my cat will stand on me and give me a bruise. Right. I probably have some kind of mineral deficiency that we can talk about later. Okay, um, sounds good. Or I'll talk to my doctor about that tomorrow when I see my my doctor, my PCP. Yeah, it's weird. Because I always think, you know, PCP is angel dust. Yeah, I know. PCP is not the person that you call because you're, you bruise easily or you're having, you know, you hurt your neck or whatever. Yeah. PCP is who you call when you want to survive 18 gunshots. Right. Like I want to lift a monster truck off my child. I need angel dust. Right. Exactly. So I guess that means... I think that just makes me old. <laughs> Is that what that means? That's what it translates so. to? Yeah, because, you know, younger people may not. Like, is angel dust still a thing? Do people still do angel dust? Uh, I think they do, but they probably have different slang for it now. Yeah, like, I don't know what all the things are. Like, when people talk about, like, doing Molly, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, or robo tripping. What the, what? I've never even heard that one. Uh, I believe it is when you drink a unhealthy or unprescribed uh, amount of Robitussin DM. Oh, oh, the good stuff. Yeah. And Molly is pure MDMA, basically, I think. Okay. And candy flipping is when you do EMDA and EM, wait. Uh, MDMA, which is also known as ecstasy, mm-hmm. uh, but ecstasy is usually cut with a different drug like methamphetamine or ketamine, mm-hmm. but Molly is like pure, just pure mm-hmm. MDMA. And then sometimes you will take that with LSD. And I think that's called candy flipping. Okay. See, I learned something today. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be in with with the young kids I'm trying to kids are doing these days yeah I try to stay in touch with the various types of drugs like bath salts and whatever else that are on the market you know the only bath salts I know about are the ones that you like literally put in the bath with you yeah you need to soak because you know I don't know much about like street drugs but I do know a lot about (laughs) self-care that's good And, and I know that there can be some overlap yes but I don't really know and I feel like 
for going to the high school that I went to, I feel like I should know a lot more about street drugs. Like, what was I doing? Um, I know when I was young, I took like 22 or 24 pills of Dramamine and I fried, I fried balls for like two two days. I try, dude, I barely remember what happened. It was a whole like two days that I was, my brain was like literally frying in my skull. Oh my God. Um, I did that several times because <laughs> mean is no fucking joke. Okay. Like, you know, you might take like one or two of them because you get car sick or whatever, but if you take the whole box, yes, my God, you're going to have a rough time and it's going to be fun for part of it. And then terrible for most of it. Yes. It will be like, I just want to calm down and you won't until it lets you go. You know, yeah. there's no control. There's nothing you can do. It's not like one of those things where you can like just go to sleep and wake up and it's over. No, like no. you can be on that train the whole time. Yeah. And I took it once for my, you know, like at the end of ninth grade, you know, there'd be like the, um, like we went to Oaks Park in Portland. Mm-hmm for our ninth grade graduation bonanza or whatever. And uh, my friend and I each took a bunch of Dramamine and then tried to go on like the carnival rides. (laughs) It was like the worst idea that anyone ever had, or was it the best? I don't know, but you know, the, the octopus that ride. Uh Yeah. Um, And you know, you're in that like little, car I call it the puss you're in the little puss around <laughs> at the, at the, I do okay I do what I will it's the puss <laughs> we're in our little puss and it you know it spins around and you can like shift your body to make it spin either way you mm-hmm. know right as inertia and all the things so yeah um yeah I remember yeah I remember um but when you have taken like an entire box of Dramamine, you don't have control over your body. <laughs> so no, you no, not really. You can't shift your weight to do anything. And so our puss just kept spinning, spinning, spinning. We couldn't <laughs> control it. And we were just screaming and not in a fun way, but like in a, you know, this puss is going to fly off into space and we can't stop it. And we're just going to like land on the moon. Like that's how it felt. Like gravity means nothing when you're on a whole box of Dramamine. Right. And you're just like, you have no control over your body. You have no depth perception. You feel like you're at the same time, you're like 20 feet tall, but also like three feet tall. Yeah, maybe mass. So you're just kind of floating and it's not fun. And so we had our little uh, octopus situation. And then when the guy, when, when it was our turn to get off, the guy started spinning us around again and we were like crying. Like we were obviously not having a good time and he just started spinning it. And then he opened the little door and my friend and I literally just like fell off onto the pavement. <laughs> we couldn't even like step down. And he had, there was like a little step stool 
you know, but we had no control of our limbs. And so we just like fell down <laughs> and then we like found some grass in the shade and we just like laid there and like puked and then just laid there. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you definitely have stories to tell, but that kids was, don't do a whole box of drama. mean, that's what I'm saying. Cause people might tell you that it's fun and you know, you will get high, but not in a fun way. Okay. It is not fun. Yeah. Most of it is a bad trip and I can attest to that. You just, and then once you do come down, you're like way down. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Don't do a whole box. Okay. If you're going to use Dramamine, use it as directed for its intended purpose, which is motion sickness. Absolutely. So that's our message for today. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. My yeah. God. Dare to keep kids off drugs. Mostly drama mean. Mostly drama mean. Don't do drama mean. Yeah. Like for me, I remember barely anything about my trip, but I do remember uh, hallucinating that people were there and they were talking to me and I was having full on conversations with myself in front of my parents. Mm -hmm. And they were like, dude, what's wrong with you? Um, (laughs) did they call you dude? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I don't think they did call me. Can't Can't imagine your parents calling you dude. Nah. Yeah, no, they probably didn't say dude. My sister might've, or my brother might've, I don't know. I can't remember who exactly all was there, but I, I do know also, like I tried to smoke a pen. I thought that it was a pen, a pen was smokable. And I remember the depth perception thing as well. I remember I threw my, this was back when we used these fancy things called CDs and I know and we I had like a cd case filled with my cds and I threw them across the room and they landed in a bucket of water talk about depth perception yeah I didn't I didn't have any because that's not where I wanted them to go no and my poor friends had to take care of me because I was so retarded you know I know we're not supposed to use that anymore but you know, I was just so like dysfunctional that they literally had to kind of like babysit me and like, mm-hmm. you'd like, you should sit down or you should mm-hmm. lay down for a bit and take a nap or something. And here's the thing, you know, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, even if you care about the person and you want to make sure that they don't get hurt or that they don't like fall asleep and die or choke on their vomit or like whatever terrible thing could happen if somebody's like super high or drunk and left unattended. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, like you could have just like not done that drug or drank that alcohol. And then your friends wouldn't be put in that position to like Because I've done that to people where people had to babysit me Mm -hmm. and then I've had to be the babysitter. And I was like, shit, is this what I was like? Because this is the worst. Yeah, it's But you don't want to leave them because you care about them. But at the same time, you're like, when you sober up, I'm going to tell you how terrible you are. Yeah. So this never happens again. 
you know, and I'm, I'm still making a living amends for all of the people I harmed with the babysitting (laughs) because, oh my God, drunk Sophie is bad. Sophie. Uh, that's why I don't drink or use drugs anymore, but you know, back in the day I was a hot hot, hot mess Mm -hmm. and, um, (laughs) Joe. Okay. Yes. I lived it. Yes, you did. That's true. And I'm so sorry for that. Oh, sorry. Well, thank you. But, you know, water under the bridge. Yeah. I mean, it was a while ago, but it's still, you know, I don't know if I ever. And you never did anything terrible to me or even like offensive or mean. So whatever. Well, kind of. I used to hide in the dark and cackle at you. And you couldn't you were, see me. You, that was, I feel like that didn't have anything to do with alcohol, though. I feel like that's just you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We discussed before how you used to chase me and Tyler around the house and terrify us. Yeah. When I was dead sober then, I was yeah, only Yeah, because you were like 10 years old. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't know if the hiding in the shadows, cackling at me and scaring the shit out of me was a product of alcohol or if that's just you. I think yeah, that's just you. Probably. Um, you know, you could you could be right that like you, you were literally the best roommate I've ever had. Same. So, yeah. So I mean, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's amazing when people can be like laid back and considerate of others what? you know what yeah R- roommates yeah hmm. I don't know what that's like you know I've had maybe two roommates in my whole life you and like one other person that were like decent human beings that oh. you know didn't try to micromanage or control every single thing I did or where I put stuff or God, I eat. can't even I can't even manage myself, let alone micromanage myself. Why would I try to do that to you? I don't know. I don't know. It's I've had some weird roommates in my day. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. We really are like, yeah, maybe we should focus. We We haven't really chatted much in a few weeks, but that's That's because um you had a thing you were like busy and then I was busy so we didn't record for two weeks that's true because we had other like I was on a train last week when we would have been recording I was on a train from Seattle to Vancouver so I mean I guess we could have because the train has wi-fi but I don't think people want to hear that Mm. they're trying to travel yeah nah hear it I mean it kind of would have been fun we could have like interviewed you know, passengers, passengers, <laughs> like, so how annoying is this to you? Let's discuss. <laughs> and, or, you know, like just go around asking people, have you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever seen a ghost? What are your ghost stories? Can you, would you mm-hmm. mind sharing one on a podcast for us? Yeah. Here, talking okay. to this device. Yeah. That would be cool. That actually would be fun. Um, okay, so let's let's jump in. Um, do, I think I think you do better a better synopsis of like the history of the place and the okay like describing the episodes than I do. Sure. And okay. then I'll just add whatever I maybe discovered about it. 
Okay. That seems reasonable. Okay. So here we go. Um, season one, episode four, Race Rock Lighthouse. And um, so this. <laughs> Don't listen, people. It's just, a it's voice, a residual. A voice from beyond. <laughs> yeah. Those are just. My evil. mother. And your brother, probably, because that's what I thought I heard. I think it's a residual haunt or EV- we, we're just catching EVPs. That's all. Mom, we can hear you. What? We can that's... hear you on our recording. Hear this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Terrifying. I... <laughs> of the world. Oh, my God. The beard and hey. the face, the mustache. Where did that come from? I don't know. He's so old. I know. <laughs> what in the world is happening oh did you ever ask him if he'd be willing to share his experience of the shadow person in your house no but oh. i did have a weird dream about it is he outside right now still i don't know where they are call him they're still talking yeah yell at him i'm trying to it? talk about a lighthouse yeah but just ask him he's right there tyler Oh my god this microphone is so sensitive it it is it's great Jeez. okay whatever i'll ask him later okay okay let's get back into this sorry that we were interrupted by loud talking people <sighs> okay race rock lighthouse is off the coast of new london connecticut in the atlantic ocean i guess obviously um Bleep, bleep, bloop. Oh, it was the construction was finished in 1878. I don't know exactly how long it took to build, but it was a long time. And during the time that it was being constructed, there were like eight shipwrecks in the area. So that's crazy. Um, uh, so there used to be people who lived there, you know, the lighthouse keepers um to tend the light and everything and then that stopped in the 1960s um and now it is an unmanned solar-powered lighthouse managed by the u.s coast guard so the coast guard called in taps because they had heard some stories and really the only stories that they share with us don't sound that exciting even though i guess it would be scary if you heard these things and then you had to go out there by yourself to check the lights and everything because someone does have to go out there you know to make sure everything's working properly because you know maintenance 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 Uh, oh so some of the stories that they have heard um there were some people there that were hanging out doing whatever the Coast Guard does at the unmanned lighthouse. And they heard like running water, like the shower was going in the bathroom, but they knew that they were the only people there and they were both in the same room. And so they went out to see like what the noise was and there were like wet footprints walking away from the bathroom, but there was nobody there. So that's pretty creepy. And, oh, the main guy that gives them the tour, he says 
that when he's there, it feels like being in someone else's house when they're not home, which when he said that, I was like, oh, I know exactly how that feels. And it's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like you're intruding, like right, somebody. Like you're not supposed to be there. Like, right. Like if someone's watching your every move, even though they're not there, just because it's not your place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, that's like a weird feeling to, you know, so I knew exactly what he meant. So, um, so yeah, they decide to go out there and we get introduced to a couple new members of TAPS, Andy Andrews, who is probably the most enthusiastic person I've ever seen or witnessed in my entire life. (laughs) Same. Oh God. Like the energy that he exudes just exhausts me. And also I love that his parents named him Andrew Andrews. I know. It's like, I kind of what... love that. I kind of feel like that's unfortunate. Like, do you not think things through? Yeah. Parents, yeah. Please people who are going to have children and name them, please think about what you're doing. Think about the future of that child. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Andy Andrews, he seems like a very nice person. He's just very enthusiastic. Yeah. So then the other person that we get to meet is Heather. And she is a pagan. Ooh. Ooh. A witch. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't know if I would call myself a witch. But I'm kind of witchy. And it's like, well, yeah, I get that too. Um, (laughs) Whenever I hear hear the word pagan, I think of the movie Dragnet. Have you seen the movie Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks? Yes, but not in many years. Okay, well, next time you come over, we're going to watch it because it is a classic and it is so amazing. But like the bad guys in that movie is this like, like a secret society kind of thing, you know, like the Masons or whatever, but they're called the Pagans. (laughs) And the best part is that Pagan is an acronym that stands for People Against Goodness and Normalcy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm a Pagan. It's so hilarious. By that definition, I am a pagan for sure. Yeah, for reals. (laughs) I'm a person against goodness and normalcy. That's just burned into my brain. So whenever I hear the word pagan, that's what I think of. So I'm not saying that this Heather person is a member of that secret society. No. She is. Yeah. Um. So then the other people who go, obviously, are Jason and Grant and Brian Harnois. Steve is not there. Um, do, do, do. Oh, Jason bets $200 to Brian that he can catch a fish before Brian catches a ghost. Which then later he tries to, like, wriggle out of that. But we'll get to that later. Um Oh, and then he puts his foot down. He's like, I don't want you bringing me pieces of dust. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yes, please. Can we move past the so-called orbs? Like, I'm so tired of it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's never anything. And like I've said before, it's not that they're not a real phenomenon that really happens. But usually when you're at, you know, like a lighthouse or any, like anywhere, like a person's home, anywhere there's dust everywhere you know loads and loads of it that's what this 
usually is, you know? Right. And you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. Orbs are kind of tricky, you know, because, um, because there's the IR cameras, which can tend to make things reflective, including human eyes, even though human eyes aren't supposed to be reflective. Like it'll make your eye or your pupils look like they're white or something weird, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, so I can understand from a lot of paranormal investigator perspectives, like that, you know, like anything that's reflective like that and is small, you know, gets kind of shut out of the evidence or whatever, because Mm -hmm. it's it's just suspect. It's sus as the kids say these days. Is that what they say? They say sus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's really no way to know for sure. Like, is that an orb? Is it dust? Is it a tiny moth? You know, mm-hmm. it's just so it's not really like evidence, you know, mm-hmm. that can be used. It's just like, oh, this is a thing that happened. And, you know, right. sometimes it's obviously dust or obviously an insect of some sort. But, you know, even when it's not totally obvious, it's like, hmm, skeptics are never going to believe that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so then there's drama. Because Brian Harnois forgot the chairs. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of wonder if he has a bit of, uh, you know, he, he just, he is forgetful and a little disorganized. Yeah. So, but then Andy Andrews saves the day because he actually packed the chairs. So it doesn't turn out to be a big deal. So anyway, yeah. they're loading their shit out to the thing. And um, thank God for Andy's sensitive bottom that he's like, yes, yeah, he was like, no, my my- is very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one wants to hear about it, dude. Yeah. Or do we? Um, so, yeah, they're going out there and, you know, they only have like a certain window that they can go out there because the tides are like mm-hmm. really, really dangerous. And I guess the water around the lighthouse, it like turns into what they call a giant whirlpool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm not going out there. Yeah, it's like so, really dangerous. You like, and there's no electricity. Yeah. And they've got to like, they're isolated out in the middle of nowhere in this haunted lighthouse. It's yeah. Like- and then like, as soon as they get there, like the fog rolls in and you can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I would not, but it does feel very like Scooby-Doo-ish, you know, mm-hmm. with the fog and the creepy old lighthouse and, mm-hmm. you know, like, are we going to, is the ghost like some, you know, rich old white dude dressed up as an old lighthouse keeper trying to scare us kids away? Right. You know, because that's what happens on every Scooby-Doo. Um, let's see, blah, blah, blah. So Brian and Andy do some EMF sweeps of the whole place. And they get some like weird spikes that like are moving mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, they are able to like follow them. And it seems like the EMF spike, it's just like in this little area, like just a few feet and, um, and it moves like, like it's going like up and down the stairs. <gasps> yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's, that's like, cool. and it's like, 
what in the world? Because there's no electricity there. There's like nothing that creates its own EMF field, you know? Right. There's just, right. but why is it just this like freestanding spike? Moving spike. And moves and they're able to like track it up and down the stairs. Like that's pretty freaking cool. I wonder if that's resid- residual, like yeah. from the activity of like, a hundred years ish of people going up and down those stairs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's possible who knows, you know, cause they didn't get any like EVPs or anything like, you know, so, but I'm jumping the gun. We're not at the reveal yet. Um, but I, I will say that Brian and Andy, what I wrote down is that they are the perfect storm of over-enthusiasm. <laughs> every single thing that happens, they're like, oh, dude, dude. Yeah. Did you, like, what was that, dude? <laughs> like every single little thing. And it's kind of endearing, but also it's like, okay, everybody just like take a breath. Like right. every single thing is a thing, mm-hmm. right? Just everybody. Anyway, and then uh, Heather, the pagan, she goes with her dowsing rods, which I have a big problem with. Me too. Because she's like, you know, trying to explain how they work. And when she's explaining how they work, she moves them with her hands. But then she wants us to believe that while she's investigating that she's not moving them with her hands. And it's like, um, no, because I've seen you move those with your hands. And you barely have to move your hands to get them to move. Right. Like it doesn't even have to be a visible movement of your hands. Like, have you ever, this is a good experiment. Um, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you take like a, a, like a necklace or anything that can be used as like a pendulum Mm -hmm. and you just hold it in your two finger between your thumb and your forefinger like this. And you think to yourself that you want it to swing, you know, back and forth this way. Mm Mm-hmm. And it'll swing like you're not moving your fingers, but the tiny little muscles are enough to move the pendulum this way. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to change it. So it's going, you know, perpendicular to that. And you like visibly are not moving your fingers. Right. Pendulum will move. It's like a, you know, classic trick. And it's the same thing with those dowsing rods. Like, yeah, there's so many like little muscles and things in your hands. Like you don't have to visibly move your hands for something in your hands to move. Yeah. It's micro movements. It's like, it's like you don't really have a conscious control over those because yeah, like that's why they say surgeons should have really steady hands, you know, because if you try to draw a straight line or hold your hand up, invariably there's going to be micro movements, just holding Mm. your hand out straight. Like I can see my hand moving right now. I can't hold it perfectly still. It's not possible. Yeah, exactly. Because you're holding your hand up. And so that right there is proof to me that if you're holding something in your hand up, there's going to be micro movements because you can't hold your hand perfectly still. Right. It's impossible. And so even if she doesn't consciously and not just her i'm not singling her out but there's a lot of people who believe in these dowsing rod things yeah and um 
you know, even if they are not aware that they are moving them, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they are not actually moving them. So right. I don't believe that it is a good tool because it can't be, you know, backed up by any kind of like scientific evidence. Yeah. Even. It's so not that, admissible. That goes, it is not admissible. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But that goes in the category of, you know, that's just like an anecdote, you know, yeah. like if you have like an EMF spike, that's not attached to any physical thing that you can find and it moves, you can follow it. Like that's more evidence because, you know, like that's a tangible reading on a piece of equipment. Yeah, where you're not depending on human muscles, you're actually depending on electromagnetic field. Yeah, so that's that's my strong feeling about dowsing rods. I like your strong feeling. Thank you. Um, so, oh, at this point of the episode, this is when the Coast Guard guy, whose names I didn't write down, and I don't remember, but they both seemed very nice. Um, he's sitting there talking to Jason, like out on the rocks, because Jason's trying to fish the whole time when everybody else is investigating. He's out trying to fish. He doesn't mm-hmm. catch shit. Um, and then they're sitting there, and then there's like this big boom. And, um, you know, the Coast Guard guy, he's like instantly like at, you know, like alert, like what? Oh, it's a flare. And so uh, they see this little boat. And, um, like these dudes were out and, um, something happened to their boat. Like they got lost in the fog and they kept like running aground and their boat was taking on water and they were out there for like five hours and like they had used all of their flares and hadn't gotten anyone's attention. And then they used their very last one. And that was by this lighthouse, which is amazing because usually, you know, it's an unmanned lighthouse. There's usually nobody there. Mm-hmm. And just on this one night, there happened to be two Coast Guard guys out there. And, you know, they were talking about like the damage to their boat. Like they never would have made it to shore. Yeah, there's no way. Rescued. And it's like, that's my favorite part of the episode, actually, because it's like, you know, yikes. Like I'd hate to be those people on any other night. You know, to, to me, that was supernatural. That was like divine intervention because right. literally the things that had to conspire, mm-hmm. like number one, there had to be the bet for $200 because otherwise the Coast Guard and Jay wouldn't have been outside to, to experience the flare. Right. Everybody would have been inside and there's no way anybody would have caught it or noticed it probably. And then, you know, number two, like, it just happens to be that Jay noticed, like they noticed the very last flare that they had. And then they hop and then third, they had to be there, mm-hmm. you know, and for a ghost hunt of all things yeah, to save this old man and this young man's life who've yeah. been out there for five hours, just completely lost in the fog. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty scary. And that's why I don't like boats. Um, that's one of many reasons I don't like boats, even though I have a card in my wallet from the state of Maryland that says I know how to operate one safely. I don't like them. Oh, I was forced to do that. Um, so yay. They, 
saved somebody's life to somebody's probably yeah um so do 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 the evidence oh first they do the analysis Mm -hmm. and they see that like fog or whatever coming in the doorway and i'm like i don't see shit I don't, I didn't. And then along with the so-called fog is an orb, which is like, that's probably dust. And then they're talking about the orb and whatever and not looking at the screen. And then they're, Brian is like, what the hell was that dude? And then it cuts (laughs) to commercial. Of course. (laughs) So then they go to the findings with where Brian and Andy show Jason and Grant what they found. And um, basically, uh, Jason is like, so there's a mist. We're in the ocean and it was foggy. You know, what of it, right? Like, there's going to be mist. Yeah. And Grant was like, that's just just, pixelation. And that's That's what it looked like to me was on the screen. I was like, that's not anything. And then, you know, if it is mist or any kind of air movement coming in from the ocean, there's going to be dust kicked up. Right. And so that orb is, you know, it's probably just dust. Inadmissible. Inadmissible. That's the word of the day, people. And then they're like, okay, but brace yourselves. Seriously, dude. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, dude. Seriously. And um, so then they show, you know, the big evidence, which actually is super cool. <laughs> and so... Basically, when they were at this lighthouse, there's this little attic room just underneath where the the actual light is on the top. And um, Grant is sitting in there in this like folding camping chair that Andy Andrews brought. Thank you, Andy. And your sensitive bottom. Uh Uh-huh. So Grant is just sitting there and he's trying to do like EVPs or whatever. And then he's like, okay, it's cold. I'm getting out of here. And so there's a camera in there and you can see Grant sitting there. And um, you can see him go out of the door. And then um, because his light isn't in there anymore, it gets really dark, but there's still the little light from the the IR camera. And you hear this little shuffle like along the floor. And then you hear it again, but it's louder and the chair moves by itself. And that's why they were like, what the hell was that dude? Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, and then somebody, it's probably Brian, he's like, this is legit, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe everything they say sounds like that to me. I don't know. Um, so they watch it several times and they're like, whoa, like, that's crazy. How did the chair move by itself? Like, no one else was in there, you know? So they send it to a dude who's like a... They keep calling him a videographer, which I love. It's like they're not too, like a zoologist. <laughs> Zoologist. Zoologist. <laughs> videographer. Anyway, sorry, that was rude. Um, but they send it to a video specialist to like clean it up and see if he can like brighten it and so they can really see. And he actually does like, you know, so you can see like the whole chair and there's nobody in there. And it moves and then it moves again. And it's crazy. Right. And I think that the videographer also said that uh, 
with the IR camera, you should be able to see some sort of reflection if it was fishing line or if it was, you know, moved with some sort of, right. uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, so I don't know. I don't have words right now. If they had like rigged it somehow that yes. they move it from off camera, um, you right. know, you'd be able to see that. And, um, there's like nothing there. Like it's just a chair in an empty room and it moves and then moves again. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool. And so they show them that and they're like, oh man. And then they go outside and they have a heated discussion about what constitutes a haunting. Yeah. Like, which we still don't know what the fuck that means. Excuse yeah. my language, ladies and, and gentlemen, but and it's and like, others. you know, Brian says it like pretty well. Cause he's like, if you've like disproved all of this activity but you're still left with things you can't explain you know you're left with evidence it's evidence of a haunting you know um and andy was like well then let's call it paranormal because that a chair moving on its own is not normal so that's paranormal and jason is like can i say that a ghost did it and it's like that's not what we're asking you know, like you can't say what moved that chair. You can right. say what didn't move the chair, you know. Right. You can't say what did. And that is what paranormal means. Yeah. Stuff it's happens you, that you can't explain. It's not normal. It's paranormal. Right. So then he finally admits that it's haunted. Yay. And also when they're out there talking, I notice there's like several little tiny moths flying around them because they're. Mm-hmm at night and it's by a light and i was like oh there's your fucking orbs um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no okay so then they go to the reveal and um you know they show them all the things we just talked about they don't show them the fog though because it's stupid um but they show them they talk about the emf spikes on the stairwell that move up and down um and then they show the chair video and Jason is like, I do believe it's haunted. And the guys, the Coast Guard guys are like, oh, and uh, the one guy, and this is foreshadowing, Sophie. Ooh, what? When he's like, if you come across anyone else who has a haunted lighthouse, you know, get them in touch with me. And it's like, oh, are we ever going to see another haunted lighthouse? Mm. Maybe. Mm. but yeah we we will yeah no spoilers but yeah they are they do um so that there is uh race rock lighthouse which is a pretty good episode i think yeah i mean it was exciting compared to the last one oh saving people's lives chairs moving by themselves like an emergency flare what? Yeah, like that shit doesn't happen. Yeah, chair and coast- and Yeah, it's like before at that one like railroad museum where like Brian is in a hallway and then he goes out of the hallway and he comes back in the hallway and there's like a chair there supposedly, but no one else was around. Nobody can confirm it. This was actually caught on video, like the chair moving. Right. You know. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. A lot of. I feel like there was less drama than normal on this episode. 
Mm, well, I mean, if technically there was a lot of drama, but it wasn't the petty kind. Right. That's what I, that's what I mean. Like there was a lot of, you know, the drama of saving people's lives at sea, which luckily the Coast Guard was there. Cause that's, that's what they do. Job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what they know, do. That's the thing. Um, like that was pretty dramatic, but you know, the drama, the like petty squabbling and the bullshit kind of drama was well, minimal on this one. Right. Um, or at least it was like minimized because you know, cause I mean, they, there was that competitive spirit, you know, of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to catch a fish before Brian catches a ghost. You've never met anything that isn't haunted or mm-hmm. what, whatever the mm-hmm. jabs, you know? Yeah. But like, I like, uh, that, um, you know, Jay is extremely skeptical, you know, cause yeah. he, he's literally like, you have to be, yeah, he's like, yeah, but because w- once this gets peer reviewed, this is going to get torn apart by the skeptics who are right, going to be just like. That's why you can't release orbs as evidence, right? Because people like me will come along and shit all over it. Oh yeah, I mean, not literally. That'd be really gross. Yeah, maybe, it depends on the kind of day I've had. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, shiza. <sighs> Sometimes you know. Hmm. Yeah, like I feel like you have to have. A healthy amount of skepticism and I think that's true in you know like many aspects of life right you know like reading things on the internet you know you can't believe it just because it's on the internet you have to have critical thinking and that's really all that I ask from people is just have some kind of critical thinking skills Mm, but we don't really get taught that in our public school system, unfortunately. I feel like we have to go to higher education to to be taught to be a little bit more critical and um, what's the word? Skeptical mm-hmm. as well, because it's like, you know, I I think that our school system, yeah, we probably don't need to go off on a tangent about that because that leads into politics, but Um, here all night. Yeah, we will, but let's just say it's not the best. And, uh, so it does make me feel sad about our fellow countrymen Mm -hmm. often, often, you know? Yes. People are like too easily duped. I think, I mean, we could, that's a big conversation that we're not really going to get into right now, but I feel like I really wish that more schools would focus more on teaching children how to think instead of what to think. Yeah. You know, and like I had a class in high school where we did talk about critical thinking and that there were steps to take, you know, mm-hmm. like if you find an article and we actually had to do this, we had to find like any article in the news and like use these steps to decide if we thought that it was like, you know, an accurate article or if it was biased or if it was just objective. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, but not everybody has that. Cause like you see on like social media where people are like, oh, I learned, you know, like geometry in school, but I didn't learn how to do my taxes. And it's like, I had a class in high school where I learned how to do my fucking taxes, you know? And like, why doesn't every school have that? Yeah. Or how to pay off credit card debt or um how to checkbook or yeah 
you know, all these things, which, yeah, like more schools should teach these things. Save up money so that you can get a house and pay off a mortgage and what are good rates and how, how to improve your credit. Yes. Um, the basic things would be good. Yeah. The basic things. Or we can just bring this whole system burning to the ground and start over with something that isn't such a predatory nightmare. That might be anarchy for a bit. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. Mm. I prefer an, an, I prefer an anarchy syndicate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You can join my anarcho syndicalist commune. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You know, like we grow our own food over here. Oh, speaking of joining a commune, um, you know, I don't know, for some reason lately, I've been kind of drawn to like the woods. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, not for some reason. I know the reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not that. It's it's worse. Mm-hmm. I think I'm becoming a Bigfoot believer. And <gasps> I, you know, like I've always been fascinated by the paranormal, whether it was ghosts or demons or mm-hmm. UFOs or cryptids is what the fancy word for undiscovered animal or animal on it's the study of zoology, cryptozoology, which basically means, you know, unknown species, species unknown to science is what you study. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I've been deep diving into Bigfoot lately and I've been wanting to go squatch hunting or squatching. (laughs) Um, I'll go with you, dude. Yeah, we can totally. We'll do that. Yeah. Um, I've always, I've always believed in Bigfoot. (laughs) Um, and uh, I actually had a little bit of an argument with um, one of my teachers in Maryland because he said that Bigfoot wasn't real, and I was like, "Listen, (laughs) Brosif, don't tell me." what does or does not exist in my forests where Mm -hmm. I'm from. Mm -hmm. You don't know shit. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, we, that's, oh, we could do a whole thing. Yes. Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. That is it. But to like, go back to our original topic, you know, like the, how I felt about, yeah, it was a great episode. There was a lot more going on but there was like good parts, which overshadowed the usual pettiness that they like to include mm-hmm. in reality shows. Cause you know, a reality show wouldn't be a reality show without extremely petty, superficial individuals who have mm-hmm. like absolutely no insight into how they harm other people or. No, and cause- it's annoying because like, I would still watch ghost hunters if they didn't show any of that shit. Same. If they just kept to like, here's the situation, here's the investigation, here's what we found, here's the thing. I would watch that. Yeah. Like, as much as I love drama, Mm -hmm. you know, like I can live without it if we're talking about like science. Yeah. I have enough drama going on in my life on a regular basis. Too. 
that it's like, for me, I get tired of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, Mm -hmm. that's why I won't watch most reality shows, but I make an exception for ghost hunters because I love how skeptical they are. And I love, you know, how they go about things and Mm -hmm. they're the people in it are, are lovable, I guess, because they're imperfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I didn't understand was, and I I don't know why ghost hunters does this all the time. It seems like maybe, maybe it's just the first season, but I, I think it's every season. No, I think actually they got better, but like the first season I noticed they introduce a lot of new cast members or new ghost hunters out of nowhere. And there's like no pretext or explanation Mm -hmm. about like, how did they get involved with ghost hunters? What, where do they come from? Like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden this episode, they're just like, here's Andy Andrews and here's Heather. I can't remember what her last name is. No, I didn't write it down either. Yeah. You know, and sorry, uh, Heather, the pagan, that's all I wrote down was Heather, the pagan. (laughs) You would. God, I'm such a bitch. But yeah, but I'm just saying that like, you know, you just all of a sudden there's these new members and like old mess, old members or original members are missing. You know, you don't see Donna, you don't see, um, the hell Steve. Steve. Yeah, exactly. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, here's Heather and here's Andy Andrews, your friendly neighborhood, your friendly neighborhood ghost hunters, you know, like they're just part of the crew and they're going to investigate with us today. Yeah. And, it's like, no, wait, who, who are these people? What's, what's going on? Yeah. I feel like at a certain point they do get better at, you know, kind of explaining who people are and why they are there. Right. And if someone is missing that we have come to love and expect to see like Steve, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say why he isn't there. Yeah. Or whatever. I think they do get better about that, but I I think so. I think they probably do as well. It's just, it's been so long since I've watched the latter seasons, but yeah, Mm. it's very obvious in the first season that they still haven't quite ironed out all the details about Mm. what the show is going to be like and how it's structured. It just seems like they're kind of flying it by the seat of their pants a little bit. Hey, just like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't have any form or structure to our episodes. I don't know if you noticed this. We kind of do. I mean, we say hi and then we, you know, do like a little catch up and then we talk about this show and then we talk about other stuff and then we say bye bye. <laughs> that's that is true. Structure right there. Yeah. That's, yeah. I can't argue with that. I mean, it would. I wouldn't like to start out and then just immediately jump right in. Mm. You, know, you got to ease into things, you know, you gotta, right. Got to warm up first. I don't want to say anything dirty. So I'm going to stop talking now. Yeah. That's immediately what happened in my brain too. I went there. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah. So that's what you get. Um, and then the other thing, you know, I was thinking about while watching the show was, uh, you know, since the lighthouse is relatively old, probably most of the activity there is residual, mm-hmm. I would guess, a residual haunt. But, 
you know, which we've talked about in previous episode where, you know, it's basically just like a tape playing or a movie playing where it like has no way to interact with us. It's just like going about his, its business and somehow it's like the energy gets trapped there. Don't really know exactly how residual haunts work, but it tends to happen at older places, mm-hmm. you know, places that have been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And but then I started thinking about it and I was like, yeah, but the chair was brand new. They just brought it that day. Mm-hmm. The chair that moved in the evidence right. was brand yeah. new. So is that an intelligent haunt or like what could it have, you know what I mean? Well, it's not residual because residuals can't interact with like the physical world. Like they can't open a door. They can't, you know, they're just bloop, you know, doing their thing. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're not um because moving something is definitely an interaction, you know. So so did a ghost move the chair then? I don't know. Something moved it. Maybe it was Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, how much I would love to think that that was true. I don't think that Bigfoot lives in a in a lighthouse, though. Yeah. It'd be cool if he did. Yeah. Sasquatch, the light keeper. (gasps) That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's my new band name. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So our first, first song will be squatching in the woods because we are squatches in the woods. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry. That's, that's enough from me, but yeah. So I don't know. I think personally, um, it, it had to have been an intelligent type haunt mm-hmm. to move At least that part of it. Right. Like maybe the, cause it's possible to have more than one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So like the, the EMF spike that goes up and down the stairs, like that could be residual because mm-hmm. how many times have people gone up and down those stairs? Right. Know? And how many times did they go up and down those stairs if they were like under duress of some sort? Like, was there a storm? Were they, you know, mm-hmm. something happening that they had to like run up and get the light back on or something, you know, like mm-hmm. heightened emotions. Right. Like imprint on that area. Yeah. You know, like, like that- a baby duck. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> cute um yes so baby duck running up and down the stairs (laughs) so like that seems like residual baby duck has stilts Mm -hmm. you're just making it cuter i know (laughs) (laughs) well how else is the baby duck gonna get up those stairs way too big for him that's for baby now i'm just picturing it Aww. Maybe it had a helper. Maybe there was like a puppy. Yeah. And the baby duck rode on the puppy's back. Yes. Up and down the stairs. I love that picture. It's a yes. beautiful and picture. Sasquatch is there to take care of them. Yes. Sasquatch is their mother. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, oh. the, the, mo- the movement of the chair, that has to be some kind of like intelligent because it's able to interact in some way 
Um, right. And they, they did have a report of something turning on the shower and walking with wet feet, right. And leaving wet footprints on the floor. And it's like how I'm not sure how that could be residual, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Cause you know, hearing noises can be residual. Yes. And even sometimes EVPs can be residual if it's just like a sound or a voice, but it's not like communicating. It's not like answering a question or, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's just whatever, like that can be residual. But the fact that, you know, the wet footprints, like that's not residual. Right. So that's something else. And I don't know. I'm not like an expert, but I do know that much. Yeah, it's it's questionable. It makes me scratch my head a little bit because I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not an expert either. So I can't say like, I think that it fits into one category better than another. Uh, but I am leaning more towards that would be yes. intelligent, probably with the chair as well as you know, the shower, why a ghost needs to take a shower. Maybe he's a dirty ghost. I don't know. Maybe it's William. He could be William and he is dirty. So he does need to be washed. He is a dirty old man and I hate him. Yeah. He's creep. Total creep. Total creep and probably a rapist and I hate him. Mm -hmm. And he does need a shower. I agree. So that makes sense. So yep. creepers out there in the lighthouse. Yep. It was William. It's always, we, William. It's always him. Yeah. Every time. Right. Uh, so was there any other thoughts that you had about that? <sighs> Sorry. The muscle relaxers and the painkillers are doing a beautiful number on me right now. Um, I think that's all I had to say about that. I took pretty extensive notes and I think I mentioned everything that I wrote down Mm -hmm. so I don't think I had anything else to say specifically about that episode so when I did some digging on the site oh yes um I didn't have time to get into this I'm glad that you did yeah I I first tried to look at wikipedia but we all know how unreliable wikipedia can be for the truth so i went to like a now i think it was the national maritime society or whatever it was some kind of you know official website that had if it has the word society in it it's probably it's probably decent semi-decent factoids coming from that Mm -hmm. and so what i found out was like the waters around the f- lighthouse contributed to eight vessels in eight years killing some sea people, sea, sea, seamen mm-hmm. that were on the v- vessels. So like that's like one. On, um on South Park. <laughs> no. When Cartman gets, they're like sea monkeys, but they're called sea people. <laughs> like has a dream about them. And he's like, sea people and me. Aww. People and me. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. No, I just, you know, I didn't want to assume the gender of the people who oh, probably died. In, sure. It could have been like, Right. But it was like eight 
that was like basically that's the equivalent of one vessel wrecking a year Mm -hmm. over eight years and so that like really got them going on building fully finishing that lighthouse so that it was actually like working um and And i think they mentioned that like on one at least one of the vessels there was like 45 people yeah that died right and then also they there was a boat near the lighthouse for some reason with for some reason 200 pounds of gunpowder oh which exploded and killed people jesus yeah so like yeah i mean that that a makes lot a case. Of loss of life right by that fucking lighthouse that's crazy right so that makes the case for you know there probably mm-hmm. would be a haunting there you yeah. know because it seems like a lot of places where something traumatic happened in its past Mm -hmm. where somebody died or somebody was murdered or somebody was had an accident it was something serious you know it seems like a lot of times when you hear about hauntings or investigations of hauntings stuff like that happened there you know Mm -hmm. and especially you know something that's been erected for what 100 and something years 130 years 150 Mm -hmm. I can't do math right now. Mm-hmm. My brain, mm-hmm. that part of my brain is shut down right now. No, don't do math. Okay. Yeah, don't do it. Some number of years. 1878 to 2022. That is a number of years. Yeah. So it's old now, but I mean, back then when this Ghost Hunters episode, I can't even remember what year that was, but whatever. It was the first year yeah. that they came out. So, so that old then that many years, it was still old. Yeah. And a lot of people had died and that's a lot of like emotion and pain and tragedy, like for one little area. Yeah. One little race rock, one little rock, <laughs> one little rock, mm-hmm. cute little lighthouse. It is adorable. It looks like a f- kind of a cute little f- fancy house too. Like if it wasn't stranded in the middle of a really choppy, messed up sea, I would totally live there, mm-hmm. you know, but it would just be hell to get supplies and to get off of that thing. Yeah. So I don't think it would be worth it. <laughs> I wouldn't like it. Right. I don't like boats. I already said that. So that, Yep. I just don't. That's that. But, but if we ever get stranded on an island and we find a boat you can drive one mm-hmm. so i feel safer. can also drive our sea cars right i feel safer having you around heather thank you. thank you i also have a card that says i know how to shoot a gun and that's awesome uh, would I you go thought- shooting with me yes i want to go shooting it's fun yeah it's very loud but it's really I- fun um i also am a Maryland state certified fur trapper. So, you know, F and fucking a cotton. I know I have a lot of skills. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just a pretty face. I have skills. Yeah, dude, we're going to be Jill's of all trades because Uh I've, I've also worked in so many different positions, so many different fields. I've like worked all over the place and 
I used to hate it because I was like, my life is directionless and empty and I have no purpose or meaning and I'm going nowhere fast. Like I've, my whole life's been an existential crisis, but like, I know. So like, you know, when, but looking back now, I'm actually grateful for all the different jobs that I've done because that gave me knowledge that I can apply later on in life. And it's invariably come in handy as I've noticed. Yes. Cause you have, you know, your lived experiences mm-hmm. and that adds to who you are and who you become. That's right. I can, I can have a discussion <gasps> about just about anything with people. Let's talk about Bigfoot. Oh, you want to talk about, you want to, are we going to s- switch over from ghosts to the cryptids? To well, the- I mean, there's nothing stopping us. One time I like <laughs> rant about sunflowers in Ukraine. So yeah, that's true. You know, nothing is off limits here. That's true. Okay. So, well, I'm into it. I mean, no one has to listen to this, even though we'd like it if they did, because we have things to say and we're smart people. That's right. So I mean, there was this show that I watched. I don't want to say the name of it. I can't even remember the name of it, but I don't want to like talk shit, you know, but it was like, you know, like real life videos of like Bigfoot caught on tape kind Mm -hmm. of things, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, they were all garbage. Every (laughs) Every last one of them was just pure garbage. But these people... I mean, it was like the opposite of TAPS, where TAPS is like, well, we need to figure out what's really going on here. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's look at this with a skeptical eye, you know, Mm -hmm. turn your thinking cap on, like, you know. Right. But these people were just like, every bit, every story that they heard, they accepted it at face value as like the absolute truth. Right. And every piece of evidence was evidence Mm -hmm. you know they didn't try to prove or disprove anything they were just like this is it right (laughs) and that's not a way to like investigate things yeah just like the dude from ancient aliens because aliens everything's aliens right right? yeah but oh oh don't get me started on that because that shows just like inherently racist, but we don't need to get into that. Um, Rebooting. Yep. My God. Help me. Oh, so there was this, I was watching it with my cousin Nori and um, not ancient aliens, but the Bigfoot show. Okay, thank you for clarifying me. Because yeah, I was like, wait, we were just, okay. I, I was like, where that. are we going with this? We're going okay. to hell. Okay, um, I'm, I'm here for it. Right, yeah, so, okay. So I'm we're, already there, dude. We were, right? Oh my God. Um, we, we were watching this Bigfoot show, um, and it was, you know, the, they were showing this video, like these guys were camping, and they noticed that, like in the morning they'd wake up and like some of the stuff would be gone, like out of their cooler. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, don't leave your cooler out, you know, right. Animals will get in it. Like, do you think raccoons can't open your fucking cooler? Cause I guarantee you they can. And they, they have, they have opposable thumbs. 
they are little amazing, brilliant assholes that I love so much, but they will get into your cooler. You cannot put it in your car. Don't leave it out. Don't be an asshole. Um, bears can open your cooler, you know? Right. I'm pretty sure the microphone just picked up you kissing your cat, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> I didn't think. Oh, what a good candy. I saw his butthole earlier. Was that the one whose butthole I saw or was that the other one? That's, this is the other one. This is oh. the one with uh, a lot more to love. If oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I do know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Extra well, chonky is how well, I like I've, them. I've seen both of them then. So right. One butthole and one little ear. Oh, kiss him. There you go. Okay. So things stolen out of the cooler, blah, blah, blah. So they decided to set up like a, you know, like a motion activated, like trail camera kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know where they got it. You know, maybe they already have, I don't know who these people are. Um, so they set it up and it was like super fucking grainy, you know, like the video was such terrible quality, but you could see a, a form, a shape come up to the cooler and open it and take stuff out. And it was really grainy and, you know, black and white, you know, night vision trail camera. But it was obviously a human person. You know, obviously a human person wearing like shorts and like a little tank top. It was definitely not, you know, a Bigfoot Sasquatch Mm -hmm. or any other mythical beast. Skunk ape. Yeah, it was a human person. But these people were like, that's one of the best videos we've ever seen of Bigfoot. And it's like, no, that's a, that's a dude. That's just a dude stealing your beer. Because that's what he was stealing was beer. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think of all the things in your cooler that Bigfoot is going to steal your beer? Right. You know, like, come on, like, just like think critically for once. Like, but they took it as, you know, this is real. This is evidence. This is a video of Bigfoot. But it was a person. And so then like the next day, I think that makes me so sad because that like (laughs) makes people who actually are serious about it look bad. Yeah. And these people have a TV show. Yeah. And so that's teaching that's teaching the public that Bigfoot hunters or squatchers, whatever the heck you want to call them, are just ridiculous. Yeah. So the next day. Nori and I were driving around Portland because we were getting ready for a big camping trip to Crater Lake. Mm-hmm. And um, we were on the corner, stopped at the red light at uh, 39th and Hawthorne in Southeast Portland. And there was actually a dude on the corner who was dressed like he had a beard and everything. Like he looked exactly like the dude from the video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> and um, I had my window down. So it was a little embarrassing because I like yelled. I was like, no worry, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> and she was like, ask him if he'll come camping with us and we can make our own video and submit it to that show. I <laughs> <laughs> turned green. I didn't get a chance to ask him. Dang but, it. Like, we'll, we'll feed you. You can't sleep in our tent, but we'll give you food. Maybe. Mm-hmm. 
and so beer. He can sleep in the bear locker. Yeah. Greater Lake of bear lockers. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was just crazy that the next day we saw Bigfoot right in Southeast Portland. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, it makes me sad because the skeptics, you know, see these ridiculous people on, you know, paranormal shows and, you know, Bigfoot hunting shows. And that is the perception Mm -hmm. that the public gets of, you know, and that's why I liked ghost hunters was because they seem to actually be more lean more towards being skeptical and actually like debunking and trying to figure out the natural explanation before they lean to the supernatural explanation. And it really bugs me, you know, that there's a multitude of reality shows out there that are, you know, supposedly paranormal or supposedly leaning towards, you know, the supernatural bent and then they do crap like that. And it, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just not the information that I want spread about it because then it's like, people just see it and they're like, Oh, this is entertaining. Or they're like, look at these idiots. You know, they never seen an evidence that isn't paranormal or isn't a Bigfoot, you know, like, like Jay was saying about Brian, (laughs) basically in our, in this episode was like, you've never met a house that wasn't on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, God dang. It's frustrating for me. Yes. And it just, you know, it gets so like boring and stupid and contrived, Mm -hmm. you know, when you try to watch those shows and it's like every single thing is a ghost every single thing is Bigfoot, you know, like they can't all be like, there has to be, you know, you you have to discriminate. Right. And so listeners, if you're, if you've made it this far in our podcast, God bless you. Yes. But also like, if you can learn anything from this discussion, it is be critical, be skeptical, you know, like view everything from the perspective or the, a bias leading more towards like, okay, there's gotta be a natural explanation for this, Mm -hmm. not something that's completely unknown. You know, it's most likely something that, you know, can be explained. And then you can, if you've ruled all of that stuff out and you've really looked over it with a fine tooth comb, and then you're like, okay, I'm really not sure how this could have been faked. Yes. Then you can say, okay, then that's paranormal. That's supernatural because it's like not natural or normal for something to do that or for this to be explained by any other means. Yeah. Ask yourself, am I sure that's not just a bearded dude wearing shorts and a tank top (laughs) sealing beer (laughs) from it? Uh, how sure am I that that's not just a hipster stealing my beer? Right. You know, ask yourself that before you just decide that it was Bigfoot because Bigfoot doesn't want your beer. Like that just doesn't make sense. 
the hipster right. in the next campsite over does want your beer. Right. So just, you know, really be critical about these thoughts that you have. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And like, sadly, um, you know, there's a lot of shows on YouTube and I love the, I love these shows where they do like a top five paranormal clip ghost, you know, clips and things like that. Paranormal clips. And, um, you know, some of them are actually legit and it, it basically like introduced me to a lot of great evidence that's out there that is like, holy crap, like how could this happen? But there's also a lot out there that is obviously fake. Mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, it's, it's just some lady with long, dark hair in a white dressing gown mm-hmm. or, or that like, you know, they're chasing this ghost, but for some reason they don't pan over the whole room, mm-hmm. you know, when they're chasing they, after it, they go the opposite way from where the noise is coming from. Yeah. The person making the noise, a chance to get out the door behind them. Exactly. And they pan over. And they're yeah. like, oh, no one's in here. It's like, yeah, but you were that no. <laughs> right. How it works. Right. And they'll yeah. they'll do that too, where you know, or they will go the same direction that whatever paranormal thing is that they're supposedly investigating goes, but they miss like a good portion of the room where somebody could hide in that space that they're not looking at. Mm-hmm. That the camera is not focused on it's and then they'll like go camera. above and like zoom around the other direction and then the person just sneaks behind them you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. it's really obvious um and I see a lot of that on the interwebs as well yeah. and that bugs me but there are some things out there that Heather oh my god I want to introduce you to some of the most terrifying paranormal evidence I found is from this show on YouTube called ghosts of Carmel, Maine. Mm-hmm. And it is at this place in Maine, obviously Carmel, Maine. Um, <laughs> you didn't see that coming. Did you? I didn't. No, no. no. Um, where it actually is a former funeral home mm-hmm. an undertaker's home. And uh, it's called the lamb house. And it has some of the most terrifying shadow people and shadow things and ghosts and evidence that I have ever seen in my life and that I cannot explain at all. I'm like, honestly, you know, when I first saw some of the evidence, like I cried tears of fear. I was like scared and I was enjoying it at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Cause I'm a sicko like, like that used to chase me and make me cry. Right. I'm a sicko. I, I don't know. It. I loved it, but it was so scary. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just, I can't help it. There's this like twisted part of me that really enjoys being freaked out by things. Terrifying. I think what's that? You're terrifying. Yeah. You know, a little bit part of you is, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. It's like, I'm, I'm starting to learn to accept it. I think it's, you know, the Carl Jung would call it the shadow side. Oh. <laughs> um, and I love me some shadow, but anyway, yeah, oh. that's what I have to say about that. Excellent. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you come over, we'll uh, we'll watch Dragnet, and we can watch some YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. We'll eat popped corn, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about things that are too private to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, I think that's great. I think we should do that. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great plan. We need to definitely follow up. And one of these days, it would be great to do a podcast in person together, too. Uh, Sometime. I mean, kind of soon. I mean, we can do that whenever you want to. Mm. But um, I'm going to be cat sitting in Portland. Ooh. So you probably could come over. Okay. I would love that. Yes. Do in person, but that's not until June. Okay. Well, whatever. It's on the calendar. Yeah. It's on the calendar. Whatever. I'm I'm excited about it. It's the week before we're going to Weird Al. No. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have so much fun. I know. Oh, Aurora also has tickets to that. (laughs) No way. I've not seen her in like a decade. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see Aurora a little bit. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Excellent. <sighs> what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I think I'm tapped out and yeah, I probably. I'm, amazingly enough, I'm not really mad about anything right now. Yeah. Is that weird? No, it's not weird. It's, a, I think it's probably a good thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel like riled up about anything right now. Um, you know, I'm just in like the first week of uh, spring classes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, neither one of them has like made me cry yet. So that's good. Mm. Um, so you're if- done with that social justice uh, ecology class? Yeah. Oh, wow. You fit. Wow. That is an accomplishment. You did it. I got an A. I had like a 99.8% or some shit. Holy crap. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I got, um, I got a perfect score on my paper about logging, which was cool. Yay. Um, You so smart. I got an A A minus in statistics. That's an accomplishment. Statistics is hard. Except Um, but now I'm taking population dynamics, which is kind of like statistics, but it's more like specific about certain, you know, about populations of wildlife and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of talk about, you know, carrying capacity and fecundity and, you know, whatever catch and recapture. I don't, it doesn't matter fishes uh, it's about fish fish and any any kind of wildlife yeah okay um, cool because you like capture animals and then you mark them and then you release them and then later you catch more animals and you count how many of them are marked Ooh, you right? know what like estimate the population size I lied about being tapped out because now I just remembered from what you're talking about. It reminds me of another supposed cryptid, which I really don't think is a cryptid, 
but people uh, seeing Black Panthers, mm-hmm. um, mostly in the southern United States. Mm-hmm. And the so people just are going about their biz and Panthers or Cougars or there's so many different names for them. Puma. Puma, Pumas, um, Catamount, you know, there's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's the one. Yeah. There's like so many names for them, but anywho, so, uh, color is their scientific name. So yeah. So like supposedly, supposedly there's only, you know, that's the only larger cat species that's living in North America, Mm -hmm. but, um, these people are seeing these giant black cats in their, on their farms and just out randomly. And, um, and it's freaking them out, you know, because, um, not supposed to have black cats because cougars don't have a gene to be born black. Um, but they're saying, well, how, who are we to say, you know, as far as evolution goes, maybe there are right. But then also there used to be jaguars actually in the United States until they got overhunted yeah, about a hundred into like Central America. Right. And so who's to say since that was like over a hundred years ago when they got hunted to extinction in our area or our country, that doesn't mean that they haven't repopulated and moved back up. Because mm-hmm. jaguars actually can't, do have a gene to be born black, mm-hmm. um, and so what people they are probably sure yeah, so probably people are just seeing jaguars are repopulating, you know, mm-hmm. the United States again because they finally fought back and are back to it could be, or they're just seeing a regular Florida panther and it's dark out and they think that it's black or they decide in their mind that it's black, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, that happens a lot where people say that they see things, but it's not really what they saw. You know, like a lot of people will see like a bobcat, like on their security cameras mm-hmm. and they'll tell everybody that they saw a cougar. And it's like, wow, they're not even the same. Or they'll see like a house cat outside, a domestic cat. Mm -hmm. They'll say that it was a a cougar. So a lot of times people don't actually know what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. That's my experience with all the years that I've been studying wildlife is that a lot of people say that they see things, Mm -hmm. but they're just they're not lying. They're just mistaken. Right. So there's a lot of different possibilities that it could be because obviously with like um, climate change, as the warm temperatures are moving further north, those animals that are acclimated to warmer temperatures are going to move with it. Right. And that is a thing about like jaguars too, that, you know, they could be moving back north you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's possible, you know, it is possible. Well, yeah, they've been given enough time, I think, to recover from being overhunted. Um, it's been almost a hundred years and, 
Um, they used to exist here back when the wet, when climate change wasn't as much of an issue. So who's to say that they just haven't procreated in the time span to mm-hmm. have a viable population move up naturally mm-hmm. to back to where they used to hunt and where they used to be. You know what I want to see? Mm-hmm. Saber tooth cats. <gasps> Terrifying. Wouldn't that be awesome? I want to ride on one. Yeah. And I think that's a possibility too, because they are messing with genetics and have found frozen baby cave lions. They found frozen woolly rhino. I think they found frozen mammoths mm-hmm. um, in Siberia. You know, they've been finding these. Get me a saber tooth cat. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they've, I mean, maybe they have found some but I thought that they were only North American, but I don't know. I don't know enough about that shit. Yeah. Say. I know some about it. Mm. Right now. I feel like I don't know that much about anything, but Same. In, my, in my population dynamics class, you know, like they gave us a warning. They were like, this class is heavy on math. <laughs> they were like, If you do not feel comfortable with math, this may not be the class for you. <laughs> oh, I love I like, it. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Heather was like, like when she, it's me. That's right. And like when Heather was reading that syllabus, she was like, uh, challenge accepted. That's right. Buddy. But then they were like, you know, mostly what you'll need to know is algebra. And it's like, don't threaten me with a good time. I know. I love algebra. That was always my favorite. And like the, one of the equations that we have to know and use all the time is like, oh God, something, something, something. See, my brain stopped working. Um, It's uh, calculus. Oh, geez. So it's like the derivative of some other equation, basically. Okay. And um, we don't have to know the original equation or how to derive this other equation from it. Mm. Like we don't have to do the calculus. We just have to know the final result equation, right? Mm. But on the video lecture, he walked us through the whole thing anyway of how to do the actual calculus. And I was like, I wasn't prepared for calculus today, but you know what? I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was just watching someone else do it. I didn't have to do it myself. I didn't even have to understand it. You know, I just skipped it, but it was still exciting. So that'll be fun. I'm really excited about all the algebra that I get to do this term. I am excited that I am finally almost done. I only have a couple of weeks left of school. Uh, The end of April is when I graduate and when my internship ends. And And I've already been offered a couple of jobs. And it's like luxury problems trying to figure out which one I want more because uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my God, what's a girl to do with all of these options, you know, for like jobs, 
you know, uh, I'm not used to having that kind of a problem. It's a luxury problem for sure. Cause like literally the second I stepped out of my parents' front door, I was poor Mm -hmm. and like, like maybe at the most like working poor or working class, but, um, never have I ever been middle-class and I'm like, just, I'm, I like might actually have to get somebody to teach me how to budget where you have enough money to survive. And I'm really like, you might have, you might have like extra money to do fun things. Yeah. Or like savings accounts. (gasps) Yeah. You could invest, you could have investments. I know. Right. I know the world opening up. This is exciting. I know I'm literally terrified and excited at the same time because, and you know, my brother was <laughs> that shit. He, um, he's 10 years older than me and he got forced into God. I love my brother and sister. They, they got forced into being parents at a very young age. Uh-huh. Um, and so he's like a dad and a big brother to me at the same time. And he like has taken me in for a couple of years when I was going through school and he was like, you don't have to pay any rent. You just have to get good grades, you know, and, you know, go to school and better yourself and you can live with me. And so he and his now wife, his girlfriend, girlfriend at the time saved my butt when I was going through a rough time. And the other day we were sitting down for his birthday and we were eating dinner and he put his hand on my back and just started rubbing it and said, so how does it feel to be an adult now? <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker, but also it feels good. You know what I mean? Cause like, I wouldn't know. yeah. Cause on the one hand, it was like very condescending. And I was like, you, how dare you mm-hmm. like, you know, talk down to me like that, but mm-hmm. then like, or say that I wasn't an adult before, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, since he was saddled with being kind of a parent, so it's kind of almost like he is relating to me in an appropriate manner, you mm-hmm. know, and he's joking with me at the same time. So I was like, I had a lot, let's just say I had a lot of mixed feels about that. Yeah. <laughs> so <sighs> being an adult, I know. What is that? Oh, I had this weird idea the other day that I was like, because I've just been taking like two classes at a time. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if I took more classes at a time and finished my degree sooner? Right. And then, Sophie, what if I decided to get a master's degree? Oh, my yeah. I felt like really inspired and like, I can do this thing. Yeah. Part of it is that I finally found medication that actually works. So my brain actually functions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of the time, uh, but I feel like I I've turned a corner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, I know that if I can do it, and to be honest, I've never thought I was as smart as you. <laughs> then I, I think that you can do it. I definitely know you I can do it. That's true. And do we it. We can fight about that later. Are we in a fight? 
Yeah. We're going to argue about this because you're a bright peanut and I think that you could fucking do it. I really do think you could do it. And if I can do it, then you definitely can do it. Fine. I'll do it then. Okay. It's a dare. I double dog dare you. My triple dog dare (gasps) you to let you to dare me to do it. Yeah. Do it. Do the thing. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, one of these days I may even be able to call you Dr. Fisher. Yeah. Or maybe we will at some point in our, our evolution, in our, in our education, in our knowledge gaining experiences, we can come together like Voltron and we'll be like, we will be Hofi Fisherson. Yes. Dr. Hofi Fisherson. Fisherson. With our powers combined. That's right. We'll be like Captain Planet with a social (gasps) justice on this side. And then also we could even do like, you know, helping people with their mental health troubles through nature. Mm, uh, Yes. That is how we could combine our powers. I love that idea. I think you're eyes just popped out of your head they did they They did I had to I had to hold them in my hands and then I had to very carefully bird yeah I had to very carefully put them back in it was gruesome it was I'm sorry I did that to you it's okay no it was totally worth it (gasps) that sounds not the eyeball part but the other part that we talked about yep so anyway um, speaking of my mental health, I need to take my nighttime pills. Me too. And I need to so, eat. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've eaten. I probably have <gasps> Oh, I don't know what's happening to me. Um, yeah. So listeners, um, you can email us your stories about paranormal things or Bigfoot, cryptozoology, any of that. Maybe you have a Mothman story. I want to hear your Mothman stories. Oh, hell yeah. Shit, yes. We can talk about Mothman. Anyway, our email is hofi, H-O-P-H-I-E, 70362 at gmail.com. You can email us any stories you want to, really. Um, Which neither of us have checked. I don't think we've I did check. Oh. We have not received any emails. I'm very (laughs) upset. So to <laughs> listeners, we love you to get on this. It, you know, just be like, Hey, weirdos, here's a story. Um, yeah. Even if it's like two seconds long, uh, we won't judge. There's no way that just, we can... Hey, I love hearing your voices. You're so cool. Right. I mean, there's no way we would know if you faked it most likely anyways. So sure. we're not, we're not here to judge you. Sure. I mean, you just share whatever's on your heart. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want to hear it. And if it is uh, appropriate and legible, we might read it on the podcast. Yes. And you can remain anonymous if you want, or you, we or can not. read your name. Just, you know, let us know what you prefer, if you'd like us to share your name or not. Yes. So that is a thing. And also we've been talking about other cool things that we want to do that we're not going to share quite yet because they're just ideas. 
but hopefully soon they'll happen. They will actually happen. Yeah. And number one will turn into number two because it'll be the shit. Oh my God, Sophie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I think that you just broke the sound barrier. I think I did the... I, I broke the thought barrier, even the idea barrier. You did. Mm-hmm. You absolutely did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated to listeners about any new cool stuff that we do. So email us, whatever. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And we love you. And we love you. And we're going to love you. We're going to miss you. Right. And, um, yeah. And constructive feedback is also helpful. (gasps) Yes. Constructive. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Cause then we will read your whole name. Yeah. Even if it's fake dick you are. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that. And, um, we'll be back hopefully next week to discuss season one, episode five, which I don't know what it is, but it's going to be awesome. Everything is awesome when you're part of a team. <gasps> yes. That mm-hmm. was beautiful. Thank you. So yeah. Um, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you later again. Bye. Bye.